Hello, and welcome to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am Steph, and I'm the owner and creative director of Vim. Vim's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I'm so excited. We have a worldwide leader today, someone who is traveling the world and making big impact everywhere he goes. So I'm so excited to introduce the co-founder of Inspiral Agency, John Abbott. Thank you for being here. Oh, that's such a pleasure. I can't wait to get deep into this conversation with you. I'm already, wow. already kind of bouncing on my seat and my oh. hands are sweaty and palms going, oh, let's get deep in here. This is the conversations I love having. <laughs> Good. Well, you know, you're at the right place to, to dive in deep. And the fact that you can't wait is perfect because we're going to dive right in as we always do. And I'm going to give you my, my hard hitting question. You ready? Okay. <laughs> John, what is your why? My why is to 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 help um, to help really raise the vibration um, on the planet. And mm-hmm. the reason, the, the I guess the, the 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 mission behind that is to help transformational speakers reach greater, reach more clients and create greater impact. Yeah. Where does that passion to help, is it the helping others is the passion? Is it speakers in particularly? Where, what part of that fuels your, like what is the deeper passion behind this transforming speakers, right? It's such a specific vehicle to fuel your passion. What's behind that even deeper? Yeah, I, did, I, I guess it, it, it comes through events in, in, in my life that kind of led me here. and. At, at some stage in my life, um, about 2009, the global financial crisis, I had the opportunity to let go of you know a few million dollars worth of, let's call it products and businesses. Just let them go. It was time mm. for them to leave. <laughs> they That's were removed from fast. Um, and, and over the next 12 months, the only thing that I could see that was still there, that was still the thing that... I actually really love doing and the thing that continued to actually work and kind of go, go this way, keep going this way, keep going this way, this, and it kept working, was a marketing company where we were, we were promoting some extraordinary speakers around Australia and, um, and really doing some amazing work with, with human beings and helping them change their mindset around abundance and money and, and investments and, and entrepreneurship and, and you know, just uplifting them in, in ways that that you know you, you can't you can't deny the excitement of seeing hum, humans evolve and yeah. that, that that just continued i just went okay well this this is clearly where i've got to go and uh and that that became where you know the next 10 years next 12 years have have kind of led me and you know journeys from australia and and relocating to bali for the, the last 10 years and rolling this out online and having an agency that now does it with the biggest speakers in the world um is 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 like now you know 
I guess, possibly part of the ultimate side of this is like, these are the things that I aspire to be having, you know, Anthony Robbins as a client, like we now having as a client and you're going to go, wow, okay, now we, now we're playing, you know, this game at the highest level. You know, and now what else is possible? So like that, that, that curiosity of what's possible next, what's possible and what's possible. Um, just, you know, that, that just feels that every single day. I love that you had this moment of, um, how, what's the best way to say it? Like everything was stripped away, right? It was this, um, almost scarcity moment of, okay, I got to figure something out. You had the foresight though, or the introspection to recognize, well, what do I, out of all the things I've done thus far, what is the thing that I felt the best about and that I could profit from, or that I could, you know, actually create a business from there's this, maybe, you know, it, but I just uh, heard of it. One of my previous guests. Uh, and then I just, you know, the law of attraction saw it on my phone on a, you know, scroll on social. It's the, the intersection between what you're passionate about, what you can, um, give to others and then what you can profit from. It's called like, it could, it or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Ikigaya. Ikigaya. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That has becoming more is becoming more and more uh, in the in the forefront of my sphere because we yeah. talk so much about passion, intention, and then of course, right in the world I'm in, and is some sort of you know result driven, so a, a mm -hmm. vote in uh, income, revenues, and stuff like that. So I love yeah. that you. Where do you think that introspection to not just find the next quick buck came from um it was it was it was that when you when you get hit what i like i call it by when 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 life hits you with a mac truck yeah. uh, everything stops and you can't do anything else than stop and look around and ask a better question and I thought all of the things that I'd been doing to to grow all these different businesses, and I had five or six different companies at the time. I had altogether close on a one hundred staff all across Australia, you know, and you know all sorts of projects. And I was I thought that this was my success. This was my road. This was the thing that I was you know I was meant to do. And you know the ego was well at play. Mm. Not, not, not that I thought it was, because like, like I, I was doing good stuff. I was doing good work with different people. And we're giving back all sorts of wonderful things. But the driver and the the, the, the thing that I was, the lack drive, the, the lack that was driving that was the ego um, and and playing out that role. And when, 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 when that happens, you have an opportunity to either try and fix it all, which I tried for a long time, like for the next few months, I try to fix it all, yeah. but eventually you get exhausted and you realize actually this is unfixable. Or if you get hit by a Mack truck physically, you're laying in the hospital, you can't fix anything. You just got to lay there and you got to contemplate what the hell just happened. Mm -hmm. And then at some stage you ask yourself a better question. So if that wasn't it, then what is possible for me? What, what else is there? And mm -hmm. you, the moment you start asking better questions, now you're on the right track. Now you can start opening up to other possibilities. I had already found, you know, one of those businesses was already doing that stuff, and I was loving it. And I, uh, and it was, in fact, it was the company that was driving all these other ones. To be honest, and yeah. it was the only one that survived. Like all the other ones died, and it was just really clear that I couldn't. I was, I was so clear that 
this way, what I was doing with these ones was money, really money related, money driven, you know, profits and stuff like that. Very masculine, push, push, push. Mm-hmm. And then this one was something else. This was heart driven. This was human wow. evolution. This was community. This was how do we get together, create more so we can give more back. It was like, it was, it was all there for me, but I hadn't, I hadn't seen it for the depth of, of what it was for me at that time. And then when those other ones fell away, then it was obvious, this is it, <laughs> this is the way to go. Um, and, I, you know, it, it, yeah, you, you, I guess it's that, that moment of stopping and to mm. breathe and to consider um, rather than just staying inside of the hamster wheel and trying to fix and trying to fix and trying to fix. And lots of people try that and then they just got to get hit by a bigger Mack truck, I'm sorry to say. Until they yeah, it's almost that, that force stop. I feel like we get in the swing of things. We assume because it's working that it's the right thing, like you said, you know, like this must be mm. success for me. And then you were kind mm. of, like you said, hit by that force of the Mack truck. And then you had to reevaluate. Totally. That's totally. Huge. And, it, and it's, a, it's a great, this is the greatest opportunity in our, in our lives. Like, you know, we, we just had two years of that. The whole world had a, had a, right. had a hard stop. Like how many people asked better questions about their life? I, mm-hmm. so, like, I think people listening to this, like just, just consider the last two years, we had so many of us had, a, had an opportunity to just stop and ask a better question. And I've, I've never had you know, more inspiring conversations than I have over the last two years with people I couldn't even talk to certain subjects about because they just were not open to it. They were just stuck in this way of working and doing this thing a certain way. And because of the stop, now we're I'm seeing so many people like I call them popping, like just popping into yes. a different different conversation, a different possibility for life. Yeah, I'm glad you called it popcorning. One of my previous guests, she actually call, calls it the popcorn effect. And that is, you know, when you see one kernel pop, you know, it 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 really promotes everyone popping. And I'm feeling and I'm seeing this same shift that you're talking about with more open-mindedness, more conversations around mindset, more is this enough type questions that we're having with ourselves. I oftentimes think, is that just, am am I just being very intentional about the sphere I surround myself with, or is this really a huge shift in the world? And I want to ask you because um, you are traveling the world. You are speaking with individuals around the world. Are you seeing this more, or is it just that we are being very intentional around what we surround ourselves with? <laughs> it's a bit of both, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but for sure, you know, when when you when you see Anthony Robbins putting you know first first UPW online, twenty three thousand people show up. The next one, another twenty odd thousand, and then the next one, I think he had fifty thousand people doing UBW. You know, that's just him being able to reach so many more. You know, tens of thousands of people more with his programs. Let alone all the other speakers that we've been helping reach far more audiences as a result of going online and actually. And people were interested. People had time. They were, they were interested to actually listen in and actually go into these programs and do this work. So I've, I've never, you know, and I, and I would say our, our, our business grew massively through the, the, the last two years because of you know, the fact that we were working with transformational speakers, speakers who are actually doing this kind of work and seeing the growth in that industry. 
and obviously the ones who who didn't shift and didn't didn't go online and doing that they 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 no longer exist or you know they 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 kind of stuck where they were but the ones who actually said wow actually what's a new opportunity and you know can we can we reach more people actually by going this way can we actually change the way that we actually design our retreats and our you know our, our education systems and stuff like that to be able to do that and they did um, and I, I guess my you know my the conversations i saw through that was was one part and then like i say the conversations i'm having with people in the street it's a different there's different there's a different quality of conversation happening for sure mm-hmm. and maybe i'm attracting them more than i ever have but they seem to be there more than i've ever experienced in, the, in my past i feel that too and but i often question myself on you know is that the law of attraction which is it's not a wrong thing it's not bad that's good um but i i wanted to ask that because for my own curiosity i wanted to know if you're feeling that everywhere okay a couple of things i want to unpack with what you said for myself and the listeners ubw you shared that tony robbins has been doing ubw share what what is that acronym unleash the power then unleash oh up W. Okay. Unleash the power within. And now, so recently, funny that you bring Tony Robbins up, um, Tony Robbins and Dean Grossi, Grossi? Dean Grossi. Uh, they just yes. came out with their big event. Now was in spiral agency, um, big and helping with them with, with these recent online events. So we, we don't work on that end of the business. Got so it. Just, 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 just as a, as, as, as a note, Tony owns 107 companies doing over $7 million a year. We're in one company (laughs) and we're in these coaching companies. We we help the the RMT, the Robbins Madonna's Coaching Institute, you know, put out the coaching certification for Tony. So people actually learn, you know, through Tony's um, mechanisms to be able to become extraordinary coaches all the way to mastery levels. And we sell Mm -hmm. that and we market that and actually do that. So, yeah, we're we're on the we're on the down like the downline of what goes out in, in, into the public face of their their front end marketing and those big events. Yeah. That the event, um, I can't remember exactly what they called it. It was something about thrive, thrive to thrive, or something like that. Um, I did partake in some of it when I could. It, I, I learned about it too late, and so I had already had some commitments. But it was fascinating what to go back to what I wanted to bring up from what you just unpacked a minute ago was the, the innovation in a time where we were halted. Okay. And one thing I loved hearing Tony and Dean talk about during that challenge, maybe it was called like challenge to thrive, but during that Mm -hmm. challenge, they talked about the innovations they made with, with these devices. And so we cross post this on YouTube. So anyone watching, you'll see I'm holding my phone. Um, and he actually, uh, Tony, and I'm sure he had a whole team uh, of individuals helping create this, but they actually made it so when you shake your phone, it emulates the clapping noise for the speaker digitally. Um, and there was even more things. I, I can't remember all of the things that they they, they were in innovative to start creating as, okay, we are locked down. We can't get in front of people like we normally can. We, okay, so Tony feeds off of others' energy and and people obviously feed off of his energy, okay? But now that energy is stripped away. And so how innovative is it to be like, what do we have to work with? Okay, let's start shaking our phones and let's let's feel that energy, that physically this motion 
um, creates its movement. It's real. And uh, during the challenge that Tony had, that I experienced with Tony and Dean and all the great guest speakers that they had, uh, had us getting up, had us standing up, had us screaming. Um, and as silly as sometimes somebody might be listening to this and thinking, oh my gosh, you're in your office alone screaming. Yes, I was because that energy exchange is so real and powerful. Um, so I guess I just wanted to bring that up with, with this Mack truck conversation, this halting and this needing to be innovative. What in, in your world with Inspiral Agency um, and the people you're working with, what have been some of the really cool innovations that you've been a part of or been supporting? Mm. Well, the, the biggest one actually is the initiation of the model that we now use, which is, which is termed the giving model. Um, and that, that came out of an extraordinary project with um, a group called Supercamp from the, from the US and uh, a school in Bali called the Green School, which is the, you know, the most extraordinary school for kids, like you know, builds leaders and entrepreneurs and you know, the whole thing's built out of bamboo and these, oh, you know, these, wow. these designs. It looks like the designs from like you know, 50 years in the future. Like it's just insanely beautiful. Go, go, go and have a look at greenschool.org. I was going to say, green school? Okay, I've got to look that up. I'm so visual. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> so so we, we put together a project called the Green Supercamp. Let's bring all the kids over to, to Bali from, you know, from, from around the world on, on our database. Let's invite them in and let's, let's you know, do a partnership and, and you know, create, create an even greater experience than they could have had by doing, you know, you know, super camp in the States or at a school or in Singapore, let's bring them to the green school. Let's do it there. So, uh, so we, we ran our first campaign for that. And we were, we were kind of marketing this for about three months. We didn't have a, we, we had an entrepreneurial database, you know, that's where, you know, we were marketing. Those are the kind of people we're marketing to. So we weren't too sure, you know, how it was going to go, but we, you know, we put it out you know, and, the, and the program is amazing for teams. You know, it really creates leaders out of, out of teams. And, after about three months, we were about two weeks out and we had 30 odd um, people signed up for the program. It's about a $3,000 program. And, um, and we were about five or six short of, of breaking even. And, um, and we're, we're sitting together in, in, in the marketing, you know, the marketing department, you know, three or four of us, like everybody, you know, in other words, the, the whole team. <laughs> um, it was just my mom, my mom and I. I'm just <laughs> And we do, and we we just we're throwing ideas around. What can we do? Two weeks out, um, all the marketing that we've done has done the job to get us those thirty. And now anything we're putting out was kind of kind of like crickets. You know, you put some marketing out and nothing's going to come back. Um, so, you know, this 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 is where I guess those moments of it's not I wouldn't even call it desperation. There's like there's a there's a pressure. There's a there's a a a, a stretch of possibility like what's possible here in two weeks we need to find five more people to break even and when you needed them at at half half price we didn't need them at, at the three thousand we could we can do it at fifteen hundred but we've done all of those those marketing things already we had to give them we had to, get, we had to buy one and get one free and we've yeah. done the super early birds which is a 50 percent discount so like how were we going to do this and something just kind of flowed out and i had no idea where it was it, you know, it kind of just came out of my mouth and i couldn't take it back because it was already out and I said, like, let, why don't we just run a, run a contest and let's give one away? Um, and everyone looks at me and goes, what? 
we're trying to break even. We don't want to give any more away. Like, there's a cost, yeah? It's like, oh, I don't know. Okay, well, well, what if, what if, what if we do, you know, put this out and we get a whole bunch of people applying? Maybe we could give give out some scholarships for second prize, and maybe we could five by five them. I had no idea what I was talking about. It was just it just kind of came out of my my mouth. I, it it wasn't mine. It was just like it had to come yeah. out. To be honest, no one agreed. They thought it was a, a silly idea. They thought John's John's lost it now. Um, and I went, that's okay. I'm going to take responsibility for this. If it doesn't work, I'll pay for that person and I'll be happy with that. Um, so I, I wrote up this email, did the worst marketing you can ever do, a five-page email. You know, <laughs> basically entered the, this is the information about the program. I had no more time. I didn't have, couldn't have, couldn't buy, build a page and all that type of thing. I just had to do it. I yeah. bought a form now, and on the form, I asked them to put their details in and the details of their of, of their child. And then the question I asked. And again, I don't know where this one came from. I just said to them, um, by allowing your child to participate in this program, how do you see their life changing? Mm-hmm. And sent the emails out, gave them 12 hours to apply. And only went out to 400 odd people because those were the only people who were still opening emails in the last few that I'd sent, which I kind of looked at. And I thought maybe they're still interested. So I went up to about 400. I think 437 is the number that's in coming up in my head. And the next morning I woke up and there were 12 applications. And I went, whew, that's more than that's more than five. Yes. <laughs> that's the best response I've had from anything I've done in the last sort of you know, three or four weeks. So super excited. And I start reading the applications. And the first one I, I read just floors me. Steph. I, I'm just, I am wow. And like halfway through the email, I'm tearing up. I'm I I can't believe how beautifully this woman has just shared so so deeply from her heart, her love for her child, what they go, what what her child is going through, um, how she's gone from this beautiful, bright, shiny, all possibility person to this really secluded, like you know, almost depressed, um, you know child like, like fearful and you know, closed doors and kind of hiding and it's all because of the bullying that had been going on and and her yeah. grades were dropping and all sorts of stuff and I was really it was really terrible um and they had very little money and like all of the all of the things that you just go oh my god you just want to give this person a program for sure you're um, like this is anyway. my first one I got to get through 11 more <laughs> that's exactly like I hope the next 11 is easier than this first one you know half a box of tissues later and oh. I get to the end of it. It was just insane. And I, and, you know, for, for sure, we gave it. We gave the first prize, full full scholarship, to that to 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 that lady. It was amazing. Um, you know, the results after it, insane to see child to child at the end yeah. of seven days. It was amazing. Um, and then we had, I think, it was seven about seven calls, and five people signed up. With the 50% scholarship, we met them 50-50, helped them to come in, and we closed the competition. It was like, it's done. And I remember, I remember sitting at the end of that going, wow, what just happened? What just happened? What, what, what did we just touch? Anyway, that was in 2013, 2014. And since then, that model has grown into what we call the giving model, which is how do we, how do we um, create more impact by reaching more people 
and giving them opportunity to do the programs that our speakers um, have available to help them uplift themselves, their family, their businesses, whatever it is that they're in. I love that the giving model also, it, it's a vetting model because it immediately vets the individual for, are you even the right fit for this? And I know the parents are speaking on behalf of the kids, but right, truly when we're dealing with, when our consumer is a teen or a kid, our, our consumer is also the adult, right? We have to sell that adult. Um, and so to have the adults give that heart, that they tie their heart to this transaction and to this experience, mm which deepens, even them applying is going to deepen their desire for it to happen. So yeah. um, that giving model, it touches that very deep intentional and passionate layer that, that we talk about on the show all, all the time and that brands who really understand their audience knows to infuse throughout their brand and marketing. And I think the giving mm -hmm. model, what a beautiful, thing that came out of this once again this like scarcity moment of we gotta figure something out yeah that is so exactly. true that sorry go ahead no i was just agreeing exactly it's like that moment where you know you you, you there's no more no more choices like, like we can't think of a better thing and you know you just allow whatever to flow out of you even though yeah. I was trying to catch it in the moment going, oh, I don't know if I, should, I shouldn't have said that, but it just came out anyway. It's like, yeah. okay, it's it's on the table. All right. right. Let's see why it's there. What else is what else is possible here? Yeah, that's that intuition of just something. You know, we a lot of individuals don't trust their intuition. So when when these thoughts or this like, I don't know what I'm gonna say, but it's gotta come out of my mouth, many uh individuals entrepreneurs many people you know bandage themselves they they pull back they hold back they they swallow that moment because mm -hmm. of fear or well i'm going to say this but what if it sounds silly and everyone laughs but that is where <laughs> the best stuff comes out and you were like ah you guys are going to laugh at me but what about this <laughs> exactly oh that's very 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 powerful one thing that I think about often is when you aren't hit by a Mack truck and I'll be, I'm going to pause really quick because I have no idea where we're at on time. I'm having such a great conversation with you, John. I don't recall what time we started. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to tighten this up. Say that again. I think we're about a half an hour in. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm just enjoying this conversation so much. So I will rally this in, but before I do, I wanted to ask, Oftentimes, and don't get me wrong, I know we all have our challenges in life, but oftentimes, um, I'll use myself as an example. I am so incredibly blessed to have such a beautiful life, a beautiful business, amazing team, phenomenal clients. And so sometimes when I want, it's like sometimes I desire to be hit by a Mack truck, but I don't want the hatch to fall. I'm like, I want that press, but I, I, because I know so much amazing can come out of it. So what is your advice for individuals who, who want this momentum, but don't want to wait for the Mack truck to hit them in the face? 
<laughs> well, this this is a beautiful question, um, and the the answer is really simple. Listen to the feathers, the whispers, because they're always there. You we're always being directed, and you know it because like you'll have somebody say something. I I, I call it the 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 magic threes where you hear something three times. Mm. If I hear something three times, quite often in one day, it's like, ah, oh, I need to pay attention to that. Or it happens over a few days or something happens where you're going to go, oh, that's really interesting. So like, like something will grab your attention. But so much, so, so many of us are too busy doing this. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll get to that later, oh yeah. And I, I guess, my my answer to that is let's slow it down let's create the space we're so we're so um programmed to my i guess an analogy here is smash the notes on the piano mm. and it doesn't matter if you if you can play bach if you do it all in one in one smash it doesn't sound good at all mm -hmm. what makes the music is the spaces between the notes and if we can just if we can just create more space between our notes and create more of that the the quiet because when you're not hitting the notes it's quiet yeah allow that quiet to give you that you know that word you said intuition allow those intuitions to kind of show up allow yourself to hear it and if you still don't that's okay because i also believe everything happens in threes the mac the mac truck is only the is the third level of like hello you didn't hear the first two so the first yeah. ones are whispers and the feathers the next one i call them the brick it hurts when you get hit by a brick it really yeah. does and most of us still push through that like yeah. you'll go down with cold or you like like you'll be you know you'll have like a and you'll just take pulls and like i'm gonna go back to work and and we just push through these things or like we just had this with one of our team members she has four computers broken everywhere and, then, and even the one that she tried to fix is so slow and then like she was trying to get to to the to the stop and like the guy on on the you know we call them gojacks the little scooters in bali that's taking it and he's driving so slow for her i'm going andrea this is your brick it's a message to slow down it's like it's everywhere for her but she you know, like she can't see it because she just wants to get the job done and she wants to get go through that and push. And the signs are there. It's our job is to see the perfection in the imperfections. Mm. So we go, oh yeah, no, that's you know, we'll just push part. These are beautiful imperfections. These are signboards that have big X's on them saying, don't go this way, or big sign ones with like arrows go, go that way. And you go, yeah. I'll get there later. It's just let's slow down you know that's that's I, I think it's i think it's a shift if i can put it one one further and this is maybe going a bit more woo woo but you know this is like the shift between the masculine energy of push and profit and and success and do it all now and you know to a feminine energy that that can be shifted into that like a balance like that's all i want i'm looking for balance here it doesn't have to yeah. be a pendulum swing from one to the other but a balance between the two and you know I, I believe that that's available to us if we're all willing to you know just to 
to feel both and actually you know use the masculine when it's useful but then tap into the, the feminine when it's useful to like be able to you know become a bit more of a feeling you know being because that's what we are we're emotional feeling beings and yeah. how often do we use that so hopefully that kind of no i love i, I love that, that goes i love that answer so much there's if I had more time, I'd want to unpack. There's, I definitely want to introduce you to my guest who was on the show a few weeks ago. She specifically, I think, would be amazing in your sphere. Um, she speaks a lot of the masculine and feminine energy, right? Not masculine and feminine, meaning female and male, but the energy of how we approach things or how we receive things, um, especially in business. And... Mm power that you can play when you balance those she she does a phenomenal i think you guys would geek out together beautifully um yeah i definitely <laughs> want to connect you too so um to kind of wrap things up um i want to the, the word that keeps coming to me when i think john what is his passion if i had to sum it up into one word i feel like it's impact does that mm -hmm. resonate with you yeah it's 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 contributional impact. Contributional impact. Contributing mm -hmm. to the impact. I love that. So in a nutshell, I just want you to, to kind of help wrap us up in two things. In a nutshell, what is it that Inspiral Agency does? Um, who, who do you serve? How do you, how do you serve those individuals? And then what is a really good introductory way for um, listeners to get to know you and experience what Inspiral Agency does? Beautiful. Thank you. So maybe we start with who do we serve? We serve people who are clear that they have a gift that they want to share with the world in the transformational space. It's you know human evolution. That's I call it the transformational space. Um, that's who we serve. Um, what what we do is we help them create more impact by reaching more people and allowing more people to evolve through their programs. Um, and um, who, the what, the how, how we do that is through the giving model. The giving model allows us to, you know, run mechanisms and scholarship programs and, and funding mechanisms that allow us to bridge the gap between, you know, potentially where, you know, somebody who can afford it versus somebody who can't afford programs and actually be able to bring more people through as a result of being able to bridge that gap and have conversations of inspiration and purpose with those people who may not have worked out the money game but have all of that inspiration and that, that heart to take it forward and you want to actually you want to support them you know, you know this is a beautiful way of filtering that and helping more people you know, create that and, and what that does is creates that, that that beautiful processional effect that Bucky Fuller talks about which is that 90 degree effect when you drop that pebble in and you affect this one person and how that ripples out, you know, 90 degrees, and you have no idea what that will be, that's the impact mm. on all those, those people and individuals and, and, and events that you could never, ever have planned. So you help individuals in the transformational space, coaches, speakers, um, uh, educational, educational yes. authors, you help them by... Uh, they can hire the Inspiral Agency to help create their version of the giving model based off the giving model you've coined um, to use that to get in front of more people 
both virtually and in person or just one or the other? Both. Both. Fantastic. I love that. And what's a really good way for um, those listening that wants to dive deeper into your world? Like what's a good intro? So this is brand new. In fact, it's not even out today. It will be there next week. And you know, hopefully when, when listeners get it, it'll be all there. So yeah. it's called the Impact Scorecard. It'll help you see what kind of impact is available to you in your current business or potential with the kind of business that you're growing. Wow. I love that. An impact in... Okay, I'm so excited to do that. I'm going to have to do that impact scorecard. I have had such a good time talking with you, John. Yeah, likewise, Jeff. It was absolutely fabulous. It has made my evening. Thank you so much. I love to. It's, it's your evening and it's my morning. So this has made my day already. So I really, really appreciate it. And um, we will, I know we will talk more. So listeners, until next time. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you and we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I'm the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.